Welcome to the Breakthrough Mindset Podcast with your coach, Anastasia Naftaliva, where it's all about hustling less, achieving more, and creating success on your terms. Let's get started. Hi, friends. It's Anastasia here. In today's episode, I'm sitting down with Heather Miller, the founder and CEO of Grasshopper. We are talking about how access to mentorship for women in business can uplevel their success, what it's like to pivot from a successful career into entrepreneurship, and what quote unquote doing it all as a mother and business owner really looks like. That said, let's get right into the interview. Hi, Heather. So for everyone listening, can you give an intro and tell us about your company and what you do? Yeah, sure. So my name is Heather Miller. I am the founder and CEO of Grasshopper, which is a mentorship app for female and non-binary mentors and mentees. Our mission is to increase the number of women and uh, diversity talent in, in leadership roles. And we hope to do that through mentorship primarily, and role modeling. So Grasshopper actually has two sides. We have a B2B side and a B2C side. So our B2B side is where we provide a mentorship platform for companies. So a company can have access to our app. Their employees function as the mentors and mentees, and we supply a slew of of resources in the form of mentorship how-tos and checklists and webinars and all that good stuff that, that goes with mentorship and support. And then on our B2C side, this is, you know, the public app that anyone can download from the app store. So you and I can get on and connect with peers, mentors, mentees, exchange words of wisdom, and then actually use all the the support resources that we have on that side as well, which are in the form of a blog, webinars, support on our website in our resource hub. So lots of different programs. We have an ambassador program. We have a campus program, lots of different programs because mentorship comes in all shapes and sizes. So we try to provide that for people on the, the public side of the app as well. Love that. And can you talk about how your entrepreneurial journey in starting Grasshopper all started Was there an aha moment in your professional career that sparked the idea of creating a platform for mentorship? Yeah, it was actually a combination of experiences from when I was you know, a, a little girl to to now. So when I was young, I was a very serious dancer, a ballerina, and went to a school called the National Ballet of Canada in Toronto. And most of the students actually lived at the school, so away from their families from nine years old and on. And I really noticed at that time what happens when someone doesn't have the built-in support and mentorship that they might have at home from their parents or community. So we saw a lot of bullying and eating disorders from a really young age. And so I was very, very aware of, even at a young age, what happens when there's a lack of mentorship. Fast forward through just say university and 
and then to law school, actually law school was another area where I saw a real need for mentorship, especially for, I would say, people who were looking at law school as more of an education or an MBA than uh, a filter right into, say, traditional big law. A lot of people use it as an education, but at that time, there, there wasn't a lot of support in terms of alternative career resources. And I felt a lot of us kind of slipping through the cracks. There was no one to say, okay, here are some of the options. You could go into consulting, you could go into advocacy. And, and there, even within law, there, there are different areas aside from the traditional kind of big law practices. And then fast forward again, I landed in consulting where there was a huge amount of mentorship and support. I, I was really lucky at this particular firm um, and I was able to see, you know, how far people could go when there was official and unofficial mentorship. And I got really, really into it. And so my role was really around recruiting and talent acquisition and talent sustainability. And I loved everything having to do with learning and mentorship and was able to actually pilot a mentorship program for a lot of our women at this firm. And so naturally, when I, I thought about making this pilot sort of a bigger, brighter, self-sustaining program, I, I really thought about mentorship as a whole and, and why it's so hard to access. And I really thought about efficiency. So how do we make mentorship more efficient? How do we make it more democratic? How do we take it from its traditional silos? And the idea of an app came to mind and that kind of fulfilled everything for me in terms of, as I said, democratizing and getting this out to young women, older women who don't have the built-in support from a firm, from their communities, from their work, from their roles. Um, and so Grasshopper is, is a way to get mentorship to, to everyone in a really, really efficient, fast, convenient way. Okay. Let's go deep on the democratizing of mentorship. I love that idea and that it was one of the inspirations for the Grasshopper app bringing it to anyone and everyone in a more accessible way. So my question is, what do you see mentorship being important for at really any stage of a career? And what is the edge that mentorship is going to give you when you have access to it? For me, it all boils down to community support, confidence. So when you do have access to those three things, you really feel better about your personal career journey. So I'll just take mine as, as an example. It was a, a real winding road to where I am now. And at the time, and, and throughout, I had a lot of anxiety about this because it was not a traditional path. And I was very aware that not everyone has a traditional path. But, you know, you still have to endure naysayers along the way and, and certain people in your community saying, okay, if you just stick to one thing, become a deep expert in, in one thing, you're more likely to be successful than if you say 
follow particular passions and explore along the way. I'm a very creative person and I suspect more people than more people out there are creative and and really need to kind of indulge those passions along the way because I really do think that passion does lead to success. So bringing it back to, you know, democratizing and the idea of making mentorship successful for everyone, you know, I, I was, as I said, I identified a lot of anxiety and I could see that other people, friends, colleagues, peers were, were in the same place. And actually, when I look at young women now in high school and university who are on their career journeys and, and exploring, you're really only exposed to people in similar communities from similar demographics and and a lot of what what your parents or say teachers expose you to and so the hope is that grasshopper provides more exposure than you might have from, you know, your sitting purview. So you can go in and type, I am looking for, uh, you know, someone in STEM who doesn't go into a traditional STEM career, who's really interested in media and journalism. What what could the path be? And, and speak to different people who have had different experiences. It really opens your eyes and, and perhaps even provides more opportunity for you than you might find if you are kind of just leaning on whatever community that you've built for yourself. That's kind of what we need by democratizing mentorship. It's 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 the idea that you're not stuck in your in the traditional silos of mentorship, um, that you're not stuck with what you might find in your community, that there are other avenues for you. Yes. And you mentioned how following your passion can lead you towards success. It's so true that when you put yourself in an experience where you're trying something new and just following your interests, oftentimes when you create a mentorship with someone who's just one, two, maybe a few steps ahead of you, you're able to see where that path could go. And you can decide if that path is ultimately aligned with what you truly want to do. And now you have a model of what success can look like. All of that just from following your intuition and leaning into your passion. So I'm curious, what are you passionate about in your business? And what are you passionate about as an entrepreneur? I'm passionate about all of it. I think, you know, you have to be passionate about a lot of it to kind of run the risk and and kind of take those jumps every day. I'm certainly not passionate about the financial side. And as we were just talking before, the kind of we we all have our strengths and weaknesses. And so maybe my might sit on the tech side and the analytics side, but I really am passionate about people and and building a strong sense of community and allowing people to be comfortable in their their own shoes and so we at grasshopper really feel that we can help people do that through one mentorship to sponsorship which which is a little bit different sponsorship is for us where people actually create opportunities, set opportunities up for you and, and really support you through those opportunities. And then three role modeling. So 
if you can see someone like you or someone who has a similar background or, or comes from the same place or has the same passion as you in a leadership role or in that stretch role, you feel like you can actually attain that. And so, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about helping people have access to all three of those things and understanding that whatever your journey is and however long it takes you to get there, you know, there, there's something at, at the end of the tunnel for you. And we really stress that it's important to try to enjoy the journey. It's, it's not always easy. It's not always enjoyable. And it's, and it's tough to enjoy the journey when there is a lot of stress and anxiety out there about what the outcome will be. And so it's trying to like mitigate that stress and anxiety through community support, resources, and knowing other people have been through it as well. I love that. It's so true. I think, you know, as a high performer, whether you're an entrepreneur or in a career, there's always this next level or this expectation that you set for yourself. And it's really essential to have a vision for where you're going. And at the same time, it's just as important to celebrate every win along the way. You have to have this certain appreciation for the journey. So speaking of, what did the beginning of Grasshopper look like when you pivoted from career into entrepreneurship? How did you make that decision to start your business? And what were some of the biggest rewards or challenges? Sure. So I think that I've always known that I had a very entrepreneurial spirit. So as, as a kid, I was that lemonade stand kid. I you know, made jewelry and hair clips out of dog bones and sold them at the, you know, local dog store. And always loved, you know, I loved playing shoe store with my grandparents and, and, and loved the idea of kind of running my own show, running my own, you know, retail business or whatever business it, it might be. But I did indulge different passions along the way. So the first was ballet. I actually did indulge fashion for a few years worked in fashion, then went back to school for design. So interior design and architecture and, and really kind of indulged that and styling and set building. And then I do also have a law background. So, you know, there, there was a journey there and, and that really nurtured my passion for helping people problem solve. I was, was very passionate about legal aid and, and community law and then, and then went to consulting. And so I always knew along the way that I, I wanted to have my own business and to kind of be my own boss and, and create something that I was passionate about. It just took a while to get there and to figure out exactly what it was. But, but once I was kind of nearing the idea of mentorship and, and really indulging that passion, I knew that it was something I could take and I could run with. It's a big umbrella idea. And there's so many things that, that fall underneath it. As we said, you know, community building, resource building, content creation. Uh, there's a little bit of design there also, you know, with the, with the, the tech side of it and building the app and building the website. So I did, I did not take 
the decision to leave my my stable job and and go to a startup lightly it was very considered it was it was very strategic but i did know there there was like a little kind of ache inside of me that what i was doing was not quite fulfilling my desire to have a certain type of impact. I knew that I was having impact on a particular community, but I wanted to have a bigger and I think a more noble impact and and an impact on, on people who might not have access themselves. And so that, that was huge for me, creating that access and going back to the idea of democratizing men, mentorship. So the, the biggest reward I mean, it's is two things. So I get to indulge my passion and then I get to indulge others and and others need for for access. So so those those are I think those were the big biggest decision drivers. It's always so interesting to look at the very beginning of how an idea for a business takes shape. Uh, thank you for sharing yours. And so looking forward, what is your vision for Grasshopper? Where do you see yourself as an entrepreneur and where do you see the company in say five years or even 10 years? I, I really want to build a community. As I said, it's it, for me, I see mentorship as this umbrella and within that umbrella, underneath that umbrella is um, a community of openness, of shared experience and support. So I think it's really important to to build up those three things first. I want every woman to feel like they have support in their back pockets, which is where they, the idea of an app came from, right? If, if we're stuck, if we have a question, if we need support, if we need to know that somebody else has done something in a certain way or can be done in a different way, we can just, you know, pull, pull our phones out of our purses, out of our back pockets and connect with someone who has been through the experience before. So I I really want to increase access to Grasshopper. And then the biggest thing that I'm hoping for is that it does lead, this is kind of V2, V3, V4 of Grasshopper, is that it it does have a huge recruiting byproduct. So I really want to ramp up our, our recruiting resources so that women have access not only to the the support from their mentors, from their peers, from their sponsors, but then also find those opportunities that that they might be looking for. So that's that's the big vision. That's so good. As a founder, there's definitely a bit of self-awareness that's needed to know where your strengths are and where do you maybe need help in order to realize your vision and be successful. Mentorship can definitely help fill in any of those gaps. With that in mind, what would your advice be to someone who is looking for mentorship or sponsorship? Where where can they start? You're so right that it does start from a place of self-awareness. And for me personally, it always starts in that place of I need to do something, but I am procrastinating so hard on this one particular thing because I just don't have the tools to do it for myself. Obviously, my, my first answer is where can people go? It's Grasshopper, but other places that, that I look for, for mentorship 
mentorship is I really try to scan my network. So um, I'll use a, a personal example that ha- happened to me the other day. I was trying to create uh, financial projections for Grasshopper and I really thought, okay, who in my network might have those skills? So I went through my phone book, <laughs> went through my LinkedIn, went through friends of friends to think, if, is there anyone I can reach out to just to ask those, those questions? So it really is also the, the willingness to be vulnerable and, and admit that you might not have the strengths in the, those areas, which I am by now totally okay with doing and just saying, hey, I'm, I'm reaching out because I need help in this area. So admitting you need help is, is number one. Number two, you can always, always don't necessarily want to say hire a consultant to do something, but you know, we have the internet these days. And so through a lot of research and outreach, you can always find the right person or the person with skills. So, so it really is about, you know, stretching those outreach muscles and, and kind of saying, if this person is beyond my network, that's okay too. There are tons of people out there who are willing to take you on as as a mentee, share their knowledge, share their experience. So I would say look within your network, look without outside of your network. And then of course, this is why the whole reason why we're creating Grasshopper. So the idea that that you can find that person within our community to to share those the the secret sauce of, of what you're looking to find. Love that. Now, I also want to talk to you about your experience in motherhood and work. So speaking of peer-to-peer unofficial mentorship, it really reminds me of this community of moms in business that I'm building within the Mother Hustle Mindset Collective and how there really is so much opportunity that comes out of tapping into an engaged community that shares a common goal. So I wanted to ask you, in your experience as a mom and as an entrepreneur, you know, what has that looked like for you while building your business? I feel like such a rookie in this in this motherhood area. My, my baby is now just one, actually. And so I kind of birthed two babies at the same time, both Percy and Grasshopper. So they, they kind of came hand in hand, you know, as I was leaping from my stable job at a consulting firm into motherhood, I was also leaping into this startup. So it's it's been a lot of you know, kind of trial and error in terms of uh, scheduling, in terms of COVID, in terms of figuring out what uh, is right for the family, figuring out what's right for the business as well. So I actually started Grasshopper while on maternity leave. So I, I didn't have that sort of blissful maternity leave where everything was about baby, baby, baby. I did have the support from my firm for maternity leave, which I know is amazing. Not, not everyone has. So I, I did have six months off, but I did and, and obviously that came along with financial support, but I did spend that time kind of toggling between 
nursing and baby sleeping and, you know, drying up the financials and trying to secure seed money for my startup. And so along the way, there was a lot of like, how does it, how does the schedule work? You know, can I run normal startup hours? And there was a lot of self-judgment in there too. Like, should it be nine to five? I know with the startup, people go 24 hours. Can I go 24 hours with, you know, of work with a new baby and how fast does this startup need to grow? So, so there was a lot of thought around that. And then of course, just as we got him into daycare, uh, COVID hit. And so daycare shut down. And so then I was faced with, okay, I thought I was going to have those nine to five hours to, to really work on this startup, but now the baby is back home. And both my husband and I were struggling with working at home and, and trying to figure out, okay, I've got a call. I've got a call. Who's going to take the baby? So a lot of support from each other. I am also new to the city that, that I live in now. And so that, that was huge as I went into motherhood, didn't really have a lot of support from my friends and family who are in the Northeast or Canada. So new city, new baby, new, new startup, new pandemic, everything kind of conflated. And so, uh, you know, just trying to work through that and then taking it back to community, as as you said, I, I really had to create my own community. And so I took my baby to Spanish singing lessons and met a few women there. And so, you know, really lean on those local women and then also really lean on women from say childhood who actually had children earlier than than I did in my careers and then I have a group of college friends and they're all sort of having kids you know later stages of their careers and their kids are kind of younger around Percy's age so I do a lot of text <laughs> texting and and text leaning on people for communities but for community but don't have a lot in terms of in-person community so there's there's all this to say there's a lot there are different ways that you can create your community and so I love that you're creating this virtual community for people who might not have that support from their neighbors and in in their backyards. With having a new baby, starting a new company, moving to a new city, you were definitely in a busy season with a lot on your plate. And one thing that I always say is that you have to, in whatever form it takes, have some sort of resilience practice, a self-care practice. To have that moment that's just for you in between everything that you're giving all day, every day, really. So do you have a practice that encourages you to prioritize your self-care and just, you know, take that moment on a daily basis that's just for you? Yeah, well, pre-baby, I actually got certified as a, a yoga teacher. And so yoga was really my main form of release and in, in every way, shape or form. And then post-baby, it's it's kind of changed. I really have to try to find that time for, for my practice and schedule it in at odd times, odd hours, odd, odd locations. But I will have to, I do have to say the thing that I'm pretty 
ritualistic about, which is, is a new practice is either, you know, running or walking with my dog, uh, to daycare with my baby. So, you know, I, I really, really relish that time waking up in the morning, getting the baby ready for daycare, and then having that, however long it takes me to, to get to daycare, just having that, that time with him. And then on the way back, I listen to a podcast, something usually inspiring, make my coffee, take a shower, and then then the day starts. So pretty uh, ritualistic about, about getting that in. It really is important to take care of you while you take care of business. So before we go, can you let us know how we can connect with you and Grasshopper? We have our website. So Grasshopper is spelled with an H-E-R at the end. So www.grasshopphere.com. And from Grasshopper, you can download the app. You can also download the app in the App Store. We are getting to Android, but any of those Android users out there, you can actually, we have a web version of the app. So you can email us at uh, hello at grasshopper.com and we will give you the link. You can also access that link on our website. You can access our ambassador program, our campus program, any of our uh, webinars and resources from the website. So website is the best place to start. Then we have our, our social media. So we're at Grasshopper on most social media platforms. And then we are always open to uh, taking emails and questions. So hello at Grasshopper is uh, the best place to go if you have something specific. Amazing. And I have to say thank you so much for taking the time this was such a fun conversation, and I think there's just so much that we unpacked here that could really inspire anyone listening. I appreciate you for sharing your experience and all of your insights on the importance of mentorship and your journey. Of course, I appreciate you too. I'm so excited to see where you are going and have to say you you probably don't know this but you're you're such a, a mentor to me as I said you have such a a strength in in outreach and and marketing and programmatic matter you know I'm I'm always looking to fellow entrepreneurs along my journey so thank you you enjoyed this interview with Heather Miller of Grasshopper one of my biggest takeaways here is to lean into creating mentorships within your network or by discovering new communities that inspire you and keep you accountable to pursue your breakthrough goals. Heather is such an inspiring woman in business, and I hope you are taking away an insight from our conversation too. As always, thank you so much for listening, and I will chat with you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Breakthrough Mindset Podcast. If you love this episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you're ready to create success on your terms and achieve your breakthrough goals with ease, let Anastasia show you how at AnastasiaNoftaliva.co.